Dr. Walter Malone Jr., I want to thank you for joining me for this segment of Tailored to Win, that I might share with you some insights that can inspire, inform, and empower your life. I want to share with you again today on the idea of uh, a word for the wise, and I want to pick up again on the idea of the excellence of wisdom. And this theme is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, uh, verses 1 through 11 and following, but particularly a focus on verses 1 through 11. And you understand that the focus of the book of Proverbs is on uh, the wisdom of God. And biblically, we understand that there is a difference between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. And what we need to live our lives faithfully and fruitfully is godly wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 8 opens with the question, does not wisdom cry out? And the answer is unquestionably yes, that wisdom cries out. Wisdom refuses to be silent and wisdom refuses to whisper that godly wisdom is crying out and the call is made public. Now, when you look at Proverbs chapter one, we've already seen this focus before because in Proverbs chapter one, verse 20, we are told wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. And then now back in Proverbs chapter 8, we're told, does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? Now, she, we are told in verse 2, she takes her stand on the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. Underscore in your heart and your mind the phrase, the top of the hill. Underscore in your mind the, the, where the paths meet, by the gates and the entrance of the doors. All of these phrases makes it clear that wisdom's call is public. We could say that godly wisdom is the street preacher that God is taking his word to the streets, that he's making it public, that he is speaking to everyone in the world. And the reason why wisdom refuses to be silent, the reason why wisdom refuses to whisper is because God understands that the world in which we live, that our lives are being, are being bombarded by a lot of noise that our lives are being filled and our lives are being bombarded by voices that are coming from different quarters and the voices that are calling us, the noise that we are surrounded with is noise and voices that are designed for our destruction and our detriment. It's noise and voices that leads us down the wrong path. 
It's noise and voices that will cause us to dissipate our talent, gifts, and abilities. It's noise and it's voices that uh, want to discourage us to be the, the people and the person that God has created us to be. And so God says, I'm going to now speak loudly from the streets. I'm speaking publicly because I want every man and every woman to listen to what I have to say because godly wisdom is going to bring about a wonderful transformation in your life. Now, when we understand then the implication of this is that if God is speaking publicly, if God is taking his message to the street, then we must understand as Christians and as the people of God that discipleship is never private, that discipleship must engage the world. I'm not just a disciple in my house. I'm not just a disciple at the church, but I must be a disciple in my everyday walk of life so that you cannot take Jesus and just seclude him to the sanctuary. Jesus will meet us uh, in the sanctuary on Sunday to worship, but he will not let you tie him down to the sanctuary. After the benediction, Jesus hits the streets and he goes to where people are broken. He goes to where the wretched of the earth live. He goes to places where we were called, this is the place of the irrepute because Jesus identifies with people that other folk don't want to have anything to do with. Jesus identifies with what he calls the least of these. And so the question must be raised to us individually and collectively as churches, where is our witness? Uh, is our witness still credible? Is the church still carrying herself in such a way that she has a voice that others want to hear? Uh, are we carrying ourselves in a way where people recognize the anointing and the calling that God has upon the life of the church? Or are people questioning the spiritual uh, legitimacy and the spiritual authenticity of the church? And if the church is being called into question, it could be that our walk is not lining up with our word. It could be that our lives are not in agreement with our lips. God expects us to have a discipleship where we can be a representative of him, an ambassador of him in our everyday walk. It is good to know then that when we look at Proverbs 8, that wisdom's call is reliable because in verse 6, we are told, listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And then we're told, and from the opening of my lips will come right things, for my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. So wisdom is reliable. When we say that wisdom is reliable, that is saying that Jesus is reliable because Jesus is the personification of wisdom. You can trust him. You can depend on Christ. Words like excellence and right things and truth and righteousness are words in a positive sense that speak of the accolades of God. Godly wisdom, the accolades 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. From a negative sense, wickedness is not going to have anything or abomination will have not have anything to do with God. God does not give himself to wickedness or to any form of abomination. Jesus has nothing to do with that which is crooked or perverse. So from a positive sense, Jesus represents that which is noble and that which is right. And in another sense, negatively, Jesus then will have nothing to do with that which is an abomination to God or that which is unrighteous or that which is crooked and perverse. So then wisdom, godly wisdom is reliable. Jesus is reliable. You can put your trust in him. He will not fail you and he will not let you down. So now when we think about godly wisdom, then I could ask you to consider uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. There we are told, finally brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Therefore, when we think about godly wisdom, then our mindset is to think about those things which are holy, those things which are righteous, those things which are noble, those things which are pure. Anything negative, anything fearful, anything destructive, anything that leads you into a guilt disposition, anything that leads you into lusting, anything that leads you into mediocrity, you know that that is not of God. But only God speaks to us those things that are encouraging, those things that lift us to higher ground so that we can live a life that is pleasing and honorable in his sight. Then finally consider that godly wisdom helps us to fulfill God's purpose. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. That means that the, the godly wisdom is going to help us to live with understanding. It's going to help us to live with knowledge. The Bible says that the plans of a man are many, but it's the Lord's plans that prevail. And then in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it is that most familiar uh, verse of scripture that says, Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And so godly wisdom then is going to help us to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. And purpose is not about some things. Purpose is about everything. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord. And let's all live with godly wisdom. Thank you for sharing with us today for this segment of Tailored to Win. I pray that this word has brought encouragement and empowerment to equip you to live a faithful and fruitful life to the glory of Jesus Christ.